0: good morning and welcome to overeaters anonymous a vision for you big book study my name is jen a and i am a recovered compulsive overeater today is thursday march 11 2021 the 7 a.m eastern standard time meeting today we are reading from the big book of alcoholics anonymous in the chapter more about alcoholism we're currently on page 43 reading the second paragraph which begins with many doctors and psychiatrists and we're gonna read that one paragraph only. Today's readers on Teen Thursday, we have Lauren N, Melissa G, Margaret D, Janice PM, Carmela G, Susan H, and Leslie W. The reference numbers for Wednesday, March 10th, 2021, are 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 16,554, that's 16554, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 16,555. 16555. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through a shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Lauren N. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, Jen. Can you hear me?
0: I
2: can. Go right ahead.
1: Lauren N. from New York, currently in Utah, 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought for prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we tried to carry these me- this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our fields. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Lauren. And I will now ask Melissa G. to read the Twelve Traditions.
3: Hi, this is Melissa G. from Michigan. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a great meeting.
0: Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then you'll press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phones except the speakers should be muted today we resume our study of the chapter more about alcoholism we're on page 43 paragraph number two uh, reading that one paragraph and i'll ask margaret d to begin reading
1: good morning everybody Um, here's our reading many doctors and psychiatrists Agree with our conclusions. One of these men, staff member of a world-renowned hospital, recently made this statement to some of us. What you say about the general hopelessness of the average alcoholic's plight is, in my opinion, correct. As to two of you men whose stories I have heard, there is no doubt in my mind that you were 100% hopeless apart from divine help. Had you offered yourselves as patients at this hospital, I would not have taken you if I had been able to avoid it. People like you are too heartbreaking, though not a religious person. I have profound respect for the spiritual approach in such cases as yours. For most cases, There is virtually no other solution. Um, Well, you talk about being mangled. Um, What this brings to mind for me is, from my experience, this um, drilling down to where he says um, you were one hundred percent hopeless apart from divine help. I've been in program for many years, about 30 years, and was not able to get abstinent, and so therefore was not really able to be of much help to anybody, you know, other than parking cars in the parking lot before the meeting. Um, but um the reason I bring up how many years is because all of those years it's like i had one year of experience in oa 30 times and nothing changed i mean i was looking the steps um which i know sounds probably backwards how can you work the steps and not gain you know be healed um of this alcoholic mind and body, but because I had not surrendered to my higher power, I was still basically doing this all on my own. If my sponsor had said, write, you know, five pages on something, I could write five pages on something. It didn't mean, but it just didn't mean anything. There was not that connection of the um, divine help because I was still trying to run the show, even though I didn't realize it. And I didn't, you know, I thought, well, there you go. I had only thought that I had surrendered. But I had not conceded to my innermost self that I was completely hopeless without divine aid. Um... The other thing, the other point that um, Bill talks about in this is, um, you know, that we were hopeless apart from divine aid. So no amount of money that I had would make any difference. If if I was a millionaire, I could have thrown a million dollars at the disease, you know, gone to the best um, rehab units or whatever. It wouldn't have made any difference. I could have gone to the best therapist. It wouldn't have made any difference if the um, most influential person on earth at that time had come to visit me and said, "Margaret, you've got to recover from, you know, compulsive eating." What what good would that have done me? Absolutely nothing. Um, there was no human power that could have helped me and i'm really grateful for the years before that um, before i truly did surrender to my higher power or or actually surrender to um, you know i wonder if i surrendered to the disease and just said that's it you win i'm going to die there's nothing i can do about this and I give up, and maybe at that moment that's because my will was finally out of the way. That's when my higher power, so to speak, you know rubbed his hands together and said, "Good, now we can get to work um so I guess with that, I'm gonna pass i I hope that helps somebody um Thanks, yeah, Margaret D. You're welcome.
0: Thanks. All right. Well, we value everyone's experience on the line this morning, so we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on what was read today? Terry Kay.
4: Lee.
0: Lee. <laughs> Vanessa and
5: Shanna. Vanessa. Lee from the UK.
0: Claire, Joel B, and then there was someone right there was someone right before Claire E. Loretta, Loretta H. Loretta. Okay, let me see who I got here. Let's try this. I got Terry and Shanna, Vanessa, Claire, Loretta, and Joel. I'm sorry if I didn't hear your name or if I missed you. We'll take another um, list of names after these uh, th- fellows are done sharing. So Terry K, go ahead and press star one. Good morning to you good morning
6: jen thanks for your service this is terry k in missouri um i'm usually not prompted to share but this um this part of the reading that apart from divine help i'm hopeless um, i really identify with and and on the surface it kind of you know whenever you see the word hopeless it almost sounds like bad news but i see it as good news because my entire Existence before I got to recovery, sorry about my dog exciting. Um, he's excited <laughs> um, my you know my entire existence has been um, that that I'm hopeless when it comes to this disease, but I thought I was supposed to have power that I couldn't uh, figure out how to tap into and the exciting thing is, is that when I got here, I learned um, that the reason I was hopeless is because it was apart from divine help, and on my own power. I was hopeless, so I want to flip that around and say the good news of the day is that I'm not hopeless as long as I tap into that power, and and there's been discussion of late, as there always is, about this difference between recovering and being recovered, and I want to kind of connect it to that reading from today because I had that epiphany that um, that if I'm going to limit what, what my power, my God, who I call my higher powers, God... If I'm going to limit his power and say that he can't get me recovered, he can only get me recovering, then, then I'm not giving him his fair um, uh, shake, which is, you know, God is everything or God is nothing. What is my choice to be? And for me, God is everything. God has all the power. I just need to let him place his power within me by having my surrender in him. And so I don't feel any more hopeless. Uh, because I, aside from that um, divine power, I'm no longer without the divine power. So as long as I'm staying connected to my divine power, then I have plenty of hope. And the hope that I have today is I've got coming up on two years of um, of happy recovery with, with easy abstinence, neutrality, connection to my higher power. And I'm so grateful. Thanks again. I pass.
0: Thanks, Terry Kay from Missouri. Up next, we have Shanna, followed by Vanessa. Good morning to you, Shanna.
7: Good morning. This is Shanna C. from Tennessee, Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Eater through God's Grace in this uh, miraculous program. And um, I identify 100% with this paragraph and I identify uh, with the reader uh, to answer the statement she had said. I hope this helps. It definitely helped me, um, what she had said about the... Uh, surrendering to the disease Um, for years I'd had a a relationship with the God of my understanding Um, and had many many miracles happen in my in my life and prayers answered so it wasn't a matter of not believing in a God or having you know access to a power greater than myself Um, and for years I had prayed and prayed and begged and tried to you know, get recovered from compulsive eating as well. But there was this something in me that just, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't stick with it. And what it was is I was powerless. And I didn't see it till I saw it. I was powerless over my tendency to become self-reliant. I literally was believing a lie that my mind would manufacture that you're following the directions. You know, see, I, that's the thing. I was always a great direction follower. I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> so whenever, you know, a sponsor would give me directions to follow, I was on it, but I identified completely with not being able to access the power because I was doing the program in my own power when I really hadn't conceded to my innermost self that I was a compulsive eater, that I had no power over that, that first thought that came into my mind, you can control this eating, you can do it, God's on your side, you know. And fully believing I was relying on God, I was actually relying on myself, completely unaware of the self reliance. Until I got to that point of absolute desperation where I literally saw that no matter what I did, I could not stop eating. And this was getting worse and it was continuing to get worse and it was going to continue to get worse. And I'd surrendered and begged God for help and thank God you guys were here. I, get, I picked up that phone again and. Uh, got you know listened to a lady tell her story and after that meeting was over I gave her a call and I said can you please help me and she took me through those steps I believe at that moment when I begged God for help in desperation he did lift that mental obsession and because of the steps because of the sponsorship cause of taking the action that mental obsession has stayed gone And it's an absolute miracle for my life. And it's been since September 29th of 2019, I've never been able to put together abstinence of any kind. And I'm so grateful to be alive today. Every day I get this opportunity to surrender this to God and uh, be abstinent and helpful to others. Thanks. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Shanna C. from Tennessee. Up next, we have Vanessa, followed by Claire E. Good morning, Vanessa.
8: Good morning. This is Vanessa N. calling from California, gratefully in recovery and so grateful for everybody that makes this call possible. Thank you for your service and for showing up. And the words that really stand out to me here are divine help and spiritual approach, no other solution. The spiritual approach really is the only solution. That divine help um, with with this terribly heartbreaking problem. Heartbreaking is another word in there. And I'm so grateful for recovery today. And I've heard so many people share, especially lately, about that they would not exchange um, their, their compulsive overeating. They would not go back for anything in the world because of what it has brought them. This spiritual solution that we can apply in all areas of our lives and the beautiful ways that it comes, the way that it can come through other people and through our fellows and through our sponsors. And of course, also through prayer and meditation and and that direct contact with the higher power of our own understanding. Um, It's just been such a beautiful gift. And my connection with people and program, I've been realizing more and more every single day how much they, how much my higher power speaks to me through them. Um, And there is a really amazing Sunday special. I think it's by, I think it's by somebody named Julie, but I think it was December 23rd, 2017. It's called compliance versus surrender. And one of my dear fellows told me I need to listen to that the other day. And when I listened to it, I realized I had listened to this before. But I needed to listen to it again because now I was really ready to hear it, and it made me recognize like, I feel like I've been working with programs more in compliance than surrender, and I got into prayer about really, really surrendering, and um, just asking God to help me with that full and complete surrender. And within just a matter of days, things have completely shifted, and that freedom around the obsession, around all of the thinking and the doing and the trying to, you know, that it just was lifted. And I am so, so, so grateful for, for this beautiful gift and this beautiful program. And for all of you that are new and that haven't yet introduced yourselves, please introduce yourself. Please connect with us. Let us connect with you because this is, this is, the most beautiful gift that you can give
0: yourself and I'm so grateful for every single one of you and I love you all with that I pass. Awesome. Thanks so much, Vanessa N. from California. Up next we have Claire E. from the UK. Good morning to you, Claire.
9: Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Cornwall in the UK. Um. I'm reading this paragraph and I I am a healthcare professional and um, it just, uh, well, first thing that came into my head was that I work, um, ironically, in the field of uh, bariatric medicine and we do gastric bypasses and so on and so forth. And the surgeon I work with, um, he's so disparaging. Oh, they'll just put on all weight again, oh they'll do this, oh they'll do that. So it's sort of it, it's sort of accepted it's sort of accepted that um and I don't believe that everybody we do bariatric surgery on has our illness actually. But some do. And and you know, even even the people that are doing the operation know they're just treating the symptom. They know they're not really treating the problem. And um yeah, I've 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 had the um the cause to attend some of these of the of the patient groups and i found it just like like it says heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking to see people sort of just so focused on the physical and the, the, the magic food plan or the magic this or the magic that um as the solution to their problems particularly i guess because i kind of kind of know that's not been the case for me um so I think it is, you know, it's it's difficult and you know, the humility of this doctor I think this is Dr. Silkworth, I'm sure someone could correct me on that. But you know, the, the humility, you know, he's he's talking about divine help. He's not he's not sitting there saying I think C B T or this new therapy or this new tablet or this new receptor thing. You know, that he's not talking about um any of that. He's talking about divine help that's what he recommends and the humility of a medical person um I don't come across that very often in my profession of just saying I don't know I have no idea this you know I've got great respect for something else that seems to work um because that's sort of not how how in my sphere it's practiced these days and then just down the side of my book I've got you know here you know is there any doubt in my mind that I am 100% hopeless except for divine help you know do I think there's any other solution for me um and you know my my sponsor used to say to me look at the evidence and I loved what the uh, first speaker said because I had that too I I decided at one point that I just had bulimia and that was just my thing and I was just going to have to live with it because I couldn't have I I couldn't fix it I couldn't control it and I was just going to have to live the rest of my life and accept that some people had asthma some people have diabetes and I got bulimia and that was that and then there was just that part of me that goes, no, I know there is more to it. I know there's a solution. You know, I'd seen people getting well in no way. I hadn't been able to kind of crack it myself, but I had seen it, and and just that that sort of that final admission of of hundred percent hopelessness. And I guess it is a surrender, even surrendering to the illness is a surrender. Um, but but yeah, ab- absolutely, that was where the chink a chink in the armor of something that could help me and and i also really relate to the people who said you know i tried to work this program you know i tried to fix myself with the program i'm gonna work it really hard and that'll fix me and what i've really learned is yes i do have to take actions in this program but actually the thing that fixes me is truly surrendering to my higher powers will and you know, taking direction, taking direction from something that's not me. You know, I cannot fix my faulty software with my faulty software. You know, I have to have help outside of myself. And and, and that is sometimes divine. Sometimes that divine comes through human beings and, and things I hear. But I have to put myself into the spiritual arena to hear those things. I have to put myself into the stream. I have to listen to other people. I have to read literature. I have to, you know, I have to get a source outside of myself in order to live my health my my life happily and free of food um and um and you know my my brilliant message i guess to anybody that's struggling is that is possible i've had relapses on relapses on relapses and today i have had no need to put my binge foods or behaviors into my life for the last three and a half years and that is an absolute miracle um and i will pass for that thank you Thank
0: you, Claire E. from the UK, and for clarification, you were just asking, um, the man who was speaking was Dr. Percy Pollock from Bellevue Hospital in New York. So, there you go. All right, up next we have Loretta H. followed by Joelle. Good morning to you, Loretta H.
4: Thank you, Jen and everybody who saves my life on this line and who has all this experience and knowledge, I'm so grateful. Um, this is Loretta H., and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. And the sentence that really popped out to me, I have profound respect for the spiritual approach in such cases as yours. And that is humility and gratitude for the gift of gifts. which is the acronym of God, and then good orderly direction because that is what uh, I get from people in program and I get from my God when I have a date with him and I try to have a date with him every single morning uh, because that really brings the corrective directives into my path today and then I can go out with my polished heart instead of my um, severely damaged heart which most of it I've done to myself and I heard something the other day and I thought oh my God that's my story uh, today and it was um, about um, him being my interior decorator because um, as other people have shared uh, you know before this I had some good images on the outside and inside my house looked like a oh my God it looked it looked like it was trashed and so today, if God can be my interior decorator, I can actually, and and I think it's more my presence. Um, I just shared this morning uh, with everybody. It's your presence that gives me the hope and the strength to carry on a lot of times. Because first I've connected with God, but then I need to ask you guys what to do if God hasn't really set me a clear uh, a clear. Instructions. And it's just so great because today, my outsides, my insides, all of that can kind of be the same. And it's that divine spiritual help that I can carry. And so um, today, you know, I've also been to therapy in a hundred places telling me, just eat. I'm an anorexic also. And I couldn't just eat until I found God who said, you are worth eating, you're worth, you're worthy enough to eat, but you also need to look and claim your frailties. And so with the steps today and with you guys, I can look at that. I don't blame, I don't complain, and I don't shame, but I do claim my seat here and I claim my my defenses of character. And with that, I pass in this program, allows me that piece every day. And have a
0: great day. Bye. Thanks, Loretta Age from North Carolina. Much appreciated. And before we uh have Joelle, I'll just let you all know where we're at. Um, we're in more about alcoholism, page 43, second paragraph. It begins with many doctors and psychiatrists, and it ends uh, with virtually no other solution. Joelle, go right ahead. Good
10: morning. My name is Joelle B. from Illinois. I'm a compulsive overeater and addictive personality. Uh, I always felt that I was hopeless. I tried many things in my life. I was um, made fun of all my life because of my weight and promised the world if I would just lose weight. Well, that didn't happen because I didn't know what to do. I went to so many different places and and just um, felt I was hopeless and I was born this way and I was supposed to be this way. Not everybody's thin, And um, I accepted that many, many times, but it hurt. It hurt so bad all my life to be made fun of. My brother wouldn't even dance with me at my wedding. I didn't, um, I didn't have any idea about how wonderful this program was until five weeks ago when I joined. And people, I'm telling you, I am so grateful because I am no longer hopeless. I have all of you to help me, and I have my higher power, which is my God. And every day I thank him for leading me and showing me the light on this program and I am so grateful and I am getting there. I'm getting recovered every single day and my the the thing on in my mind every day is what can I eat? I oh Lord, I just need you to answer me and help me. And I do put the food down. I don't eat as much as I did, and I don't eat the bad things. I always thought I was supposed to feel full of gas and acid reflux and all this. I thought it was normal for my age. I'm 73. And I haven't had any problems with acid and heartburn since I joined. I thank you, and I'm
0: grateful, and God bless you all. I pass. Thanks so much, Joelle B. Thanks for unmuting and, and sharing with us this morning. All right, well, we're having an awesome meeting this morning, page 43, second paragraph. We value everyone's experience, so we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on the paragraph that was read this morning? Danielle O. Danielle. Chris M. Chris M. Teresa S. Teresa S. Jody E. Melissa G. Jody. Jody E. Melissa G. Nancy C. And Nancy C. Let's stop there. That might take us out through the meeting. If we have time, we'll add another or another. Um, we're going to have Danielle followed by Chris, then Teresa, Jody, Melissa, and then Nancy. Good morning to you, Danielle. Danielle, you'll need to press star one to unmute your phone.
11: Good morning. Boy, I don't think it's going to mute, and then it does on its own. Good morning, everyone. My name <laughs> is Danielle, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh I'm so grateful for this program and these people that come on this meeting. I was listening and and my heart was throbbing because I felt like there was something that needed to come out. And I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to just kind of explore that. So, you know, most most of my life, there was always, fear was always involved. There was always something I was afraid of, but I couldn't name it. I couldn't figure it out and I couldn't name it because back then it was all about survival and trying to live through whatever it is that I was going through and it was it was it was tough because you know even as I got abstinent at different times in my life and and sober in different times in my life and I'm still sober but uh it's still something that I couldn't put my finger on because when it came to food it was the one thing that I always always used to deal with life and that was that was my go to so I didn't have to deal with the fear because i always had I always had that to go to and Now that I'm you know in recovery and doing this program, when I do my nightly inventory or whenever I'm doing any kind of step work and fear is involved, I sit there and I cannot come up with what it is that I am afraid of and i'm and I think, well, gosh, I'm intelligent, I have an education i have I have good life, I have a blessed life, I have all these things. And I still can't come up with why I'm afraid, because that is for me. And I, I'm only speaking for myself. Is that I think that's just a defense mechanism to keep me safe. So as I, the longer I stay abstinent, the more I'm going to understand these fears. So when I speak of God today, I know that He comes in that still small voice, and I think, I think, yeah, okay. And I, I go through my day and I'm like, okay, I didn't get angry. I didn't get too upset. I mean, I'm, this is a good day. So along the way, I've learned to intensify my prayer life. And I think, okay, that's all part of it because this is what, this is what they encourage. You know, find a higher power and, and do a lot of prayer. And, and we speak of a lot of prayer in, in meetings. But the one place that um, I, I learned that I had to trust was my gut feeling. And those were things that started to emerge as a result of just recent, since I've put down the food, is that those are things I'm trusting more and more because those are all God. So one of the things I do uh, and I love doing as part of this program is writing because I I believe writing can be a very profound way of connecting with God. So those are some of the things that have happened for me in a very short amount of time. And I I just think they're amazing because, you know, as a, a... as a mature woman in recovery, I don't want to tell you that I'm afraid. I don't want to tell you that I'm fearful. I, and, and when I do, when I get to the root cause of it, because people push me to do that, I'm like, I'm in tears. I'm in tears. I'm bawling. I'm sitting there thinking, God, this is not you a few months ago. You were tough as nails a few months ago. Now you're you're like going into this, this feeling part of your life, which I've always gone through, but it seems more intense. <laughs> And I love it because God is with me and God is good. So I'm thanking everyone for being here this morning and that's all I have this morning past.
0: Thanks, Danielle. Where are you from? She might have gotten up. Okay, Danielle. Oh, I don't know where you're from, but thank you for your awesome share. Chris M., you're up, followed by Teresa S.
12: Good morning. This is Chris M., recovered compulsive eater from New York. Can I be heard? You may. Go right ahead great thank you um good morning thank you um Jen for your service and for everyone's shares um what a blessing to be able to get up in the morning bright eyed and bushy-tailed and uh, listen to this meeting and that was not my reality for many years um, when I was fighting yeah, fighting this disease uh, and losing really really badly Um, and so, you know, when he, when they talked this morning about, um, how apart from divine help um, we are hopeless, that really rings true for me. And I feel like I've known that all my life. I've been praying to God since I was a child. And like the previous sharer said, you know, I knew there was something wrong inside of me, something that didn't feel right, but I really didn't know what it was. And I was also very filled with fear. And I prayed and prayed. And um, I remember I used to work um, when I was 18, I was working and um, driving every day on a highway down to my job. And there was a sign on the side of the road, and it was in, um, like, old um, writing, like calligraphy, and the word said, God answers prayers. And it used to make me mad every time I went past that sign. It's like, God doesn't answer prayers, and how dare they? I was just so incensed by the, the audacity of whoever put that sign there. I don't know. Maybe there was a monastery on this side of the woods. I don't know. But this sign just pissed me off. And, you know, I was just thinking the other day that I was introduced to Overeaters Anonymous as a teenager. My mother was in it. And then when I was 23 years old, a friend from college was saying, hey, you know, there's this program because we both, and when we were in college, we we had eating disorders and, and we would talk with each other. So when I was 23 years old, God answered my prayers. But... Guess what? I missed it. <laughs> I didn't know. And I was in over years and I was for 34 years, playing around, um, not really accepting that divine help. And, and God has helped me, like someone else said earlier, there's been many miracles in my life. God helped me um, resolve issues in my marriage. God led me to my career, which I love, and I always thought I would be very useless in life and not really able to contribute, like take care of myself, support myself, support my family. And all of that has, has changed. And, you know, I have a, a wonderful career now. And, um, you know, the last thing that I really wanted to give God was my eating disorder. And I know that it. I am hopeless without God. And today, what I think about is I want to keep my feet on the ground and my head in the clouds. And for that, what that means to me is I need to be grounded. I belong here in this earth. There's things I have to take care of every day. There's a program I need to work every day. But my spirit needs to be with God. And I'll I'll remember that in the morning, and then I'll forget it sometimes by you know noon. And when when I get challenged with something and I Can want aim, to react please? in my old ways, thank you. But um for today yeah i want to keep my feet on the ground my head in the clouds my heart with spirit and um and live my life that way so i pass thank you
0: thanks chris M from new york up next we have teresa s followed by jodie e hey there teresa hi can you hear me yep go right ahead good morning this is
13: teresa f it's s as in frank and i'm in north carolina And uh, I am taking a day off of work because I have a cold and I'm grateful that everything I've learned in program is allowing me to do that and not feel guilty. (laughs) And I'm so happy to be able to uh, jump in and share. I I listen every morning as I'm getting ready for work. And um, thank you everybody for your service. And just thank you for the Vision for You format. I've been in program for about 16 years and I've done all these different formats and everything but I really love being in the big book I never really approached it this way and this particular passage just really kind of jumped out at me and really blew my mind because this man is saying the general hopelessness of the average alcoholic's plight he believes this but what really struck out to me was not only the word hopelessness twice but the fact that he is saying there's no doubt in the first part of the paragraph and then he's saying you know Though I'm not a religious person, I have profound respect for the spiritual approach. So it's almost like you know he saw this miracle unfold, and you know he still had this level of doubt. And um, he's not an addict per se, but what what is preventing him <laughs> from just making that leap? Like, wow, this really is a spiritual thing. It's really a spiritual world, and and this is working. And and that was my um, my trajectory because I didn't have a higher power. I was very very rejecting of the notion of that until I got into program and and it really was an answer to prayer. I didn't know who I was crying out to, but for years before the end, I would just you know I can't live this way anymore. I'm so tired of it. I've been doing this since I was 15. I'm just tired of the binging, the purging, uh, and really tired of the resentment. And I, I couldn't really make the connection with those two things, but program showed me how to do that. And what hit me too is that you know I would call myself I guess the average. Um, alcoholic or the average addict, you know, I would say I was mid bottom, but um it wasn't until I got into program that I really did hit bottom because you know I would hear people and say, Well that's not me, I'm not that bad and I don't eat out of the trash and I don't and there I was eating out of the trash. You know, I was coming to the awareness that there's this higher power to get me through this, but I was resisting it. And, you know, he had to show me like, look, you are powerless. You you can't do it this way you can't do it that way you cannot be able to control and enjoy you know overeating you know I, i'm so i can't be embarrassed because i can't regret the past or turn my back on it but you know here i am trying to figure out program i'm trying to do this and you know my family would leave for the weekend and i would set myself up with all of these you know either the binge foods themselves or the the sugar-free alternatives or whatever and say you know well now here i am i have my time to relax and i put on a movie. I don't even remember what movie I watched. I don't remember what book I read. I don't remember what phone call I made. All I, re- I remember was just those binges, but God was showing me that I really am powerless apart from divine help. Um, so I guess my message is, you know, for me, looking back on my journey, and even today, if I get that sense of doubt, I will just speak it out loud and say, doubt, get away from me because I know what happened yesterday. I know what worked yesterday. It's going to work today. I'm just going to stick with it. There is a higher power. Uh, but um, just for anybody out there, you know, uh, if you're in that season of doubt, just keep doing it one day at a time because um, if it worked yesterday and you really knew it wasn't you that prevented you from getting in the food or prevented you from skipping all the things that work in this program, uh, you know, just, just admit it and just, and just you know, reach out to that higher power that really is there. Um, so anyway, um excited to be able to share. Thank you so much. Um, have a wonderful day. I'm not
0: Thanks, Teresa from North Carolina. Up next, we have Jody E. Followed by Melissa G. Good morning, Jody.
2: Good morning, Jen A. This is Jody E., a very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in California. Wonderful to hear everyone this morning. Thank you to Team Thursday this morning. So what is it that um, the doctors and psychiatrists agree on? What are our conclusions? The conclusions of the professionals is that we addicts are absolutely without dissent against that first compulsive bite and knowledge will avail me nothing So what do I need if not knowledge of my condition? I went to nutrition school for a number of years to try to learn about nutrition in hopes that that would help me solve my problem. It's not that knowledge is bad, knowledge is good, but it's not enough. I need a spiritual approach. And like I've been hearing, I need a higher power and I also need the fellowship. It seems to me that God works through us to help one another. God brought us here to Overeaters Anonymous, to this meeting so that we can connect with each other and help each other, which is spiritual in nature and that's why it is free. Doesn't cost any money. All the other solutions, bariatric surgery, weight watchers, whatever they they're charging us money. But not this approach, not this spiritual approach. We get We get uh, supported on a different level here, not on a financial level, but on a spiritual level. So if you are new, I hope you will take these 12 steps, which are spiritual in nature and which are the solution. There is no other solution to our problem. Food plans are important, but it is not the solution. Entire abstinence is needed for me, but I also need to work these 12 steps because if I don't, I will pick up those foods that I know full well will trigger the phenomenon of craving in this body. There is virtually no other solution than the 12 steps. And with
0: that, I pass, thank you. Thanks, Jody E. this morning, calling in from California. Up next, we have Melissa G., followed by Nancy C. Morning, Melissa. Hi.
3: Um, This is Melissa G. from Michigan. Thank you for hearing me, and thank you for your service. Um, Okay, so I don't even know if I have anything too profound to say about this paragraph, but I was kind of nudged to talk. Um, I guess what I love about this is the person who's saying that, you know, there is no other chance except for divine help is generally in, you know, the world of psychology um, a lot of times faith-based beliefs aren't incorporated not always but a lot of times it's more like you know science and mind and blah 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 and so I think for um, somebody who especially in this day and age who um, you know could identify the benefit of the spirit and the need of you know something deeper than human aid um, to help, you know, the suffering, the addicts, is really, um, it starts something. To me, it gives weight to, um, you know, the theory of the need for divine help. I came into the program with a pretty strong, um, faith in my God. Um, I always like to joke and say that Jesus and I were boys and we, you know, we, hung out, and we got along great, but I really didn't know what it meant to be surrendered. Um, It was kind of in the place where I would let God ride shotgun and play with the radio, but I wouldn't let God take the wheel in my life, and it wasn't really until, um, you know, I would say that November this year, I really understood what surrender was, and until December 22nd, that I truly understood that um, as long as I'm holding on to that part of myself that still thinks I can somehow drive my car without the help of God, um, I am never going to be free, and I am in fact hopeless. Um, and it's amazing the gift of desperation, and you hear it said. The gift of desperation, and I would hear it hear it said before I truly understood. And I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Um, you know, they're just they're just using their terms, whatever. Until I was there, and once I was there, and I felt that gift of des- desperation of knowing that there was no other option for me, and no other diet pill or you know solution that was man-made that will ever free me, and that. It, it's so much more than the weight. Like this program is so much more than just moving the weight. Um, it is finding yourself and finding who you're meant to be. And I'm just every day I'm so grateful um, that I'm growing deeper in understanding of me and my higher power, and just like people in general, and understanding what is my responsibility, and what's not my responsibility in life. Um, so I'm just so grateful for this program, and I'm sorry I was kind of all over the place, but that's how my mind works. Okay, have a good day. Bye. Thanks, Melissa G. Appreciate
14: it. Up next, we have Nancy She and um, then it looks like we'll be
15: done for today. So go ahead, Nancy. You have two minutes. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Jen, thanks for um, hearing me today. Thanks for everyone who makes this meeting possible. I'm Nancy C. from Ann Arbor, Michigan, a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. This week, the meeting and the shares have just been so amazing and so helpful for me um, that I felt compelled to share. And I have no idea what I'm going to say, but heartbreaking is what really stuck out to me today, and that.
9: When I
15: started to listen to this meeting, or when I came into OA, our stories are all heartbreaking, and I hope I'm not categorizing somebody inappropriately, but I hear the pain and the misery of everyone's story that makes my pain and misery not by itself. So coming into a fellowship that really can help me with that heartbreaking story of my life and everyone else's, and then seeing where people are today is absolutely a miracle. You know, the big book, the food is just not the issue, and I never got that, but really that spiritual malady is what has transformed me. And then I think all through my life, all the money I put into therapists and nutritionists and to anybody who would take my malady and fix it. Just take it. I was going to be a nun. Anybody who knows me today is like, that's ridiculous. But I really wanted just somebody to fix me, just fix me, and nobody could do it. But I never knew that God just asked me to surrender, just to say, let me help you. Um, It just wasn't there until um, in August of this year when I started listening to this meeting and started to get into the big book and latch on to somebody who took me through the steps that I found that spiritual help and a God of my understanding that has just transformed my life, and I cannot be more grateful than I am to everyone who's helped me along the way and everyone that will help me along the way, and if you are new, and you are scared, and you are heartbroken, please announce yourself as new and let people help you because this is an amazing fellowship of people who really know our malady and want to help us get better. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for watching.
14: Awesome. Thanks, Nancy C. And what an awesome meeting. We come in here hopeless, heartbroken, mangled, and wow, look at the miracle that's happening. As we step into the spiritual arena. So thanks to everyone who shared. Thanks for making this magnificent meeting possible. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study. Immediate follow, immediately following this closing. The we'll share ID for today's meeting. Thursday, March 11th. 2021. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is 16,563. That's one six. 563. We'll now close with a reading from the big book on page 164. Will Janice P.M. please read A Vision for You?
5: Yes, certainly, Jenny. Thank you. My name is Janice P.M. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Boston, Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you